Episode 40. It is the last week of Rocktober. Yeah! Or, if you prefer, Crocktober. Oh! No! 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 Yeah, that's the last time we can use that theme and those jokes so for the bad, year. So bad, but so good. <laughs> All right. Shall we do the flashback that needs no introduction with Jen? Sure. So Bean's on vacation, and he spent, uh, you know how he talks to us off the air, you people can listen to the commercials and the songs, you get to hear music, Not us. we listen to Bean talk, and yeah. he was talking about his vacation forever, talking about how he was going to Finland. Uh, wife not going with him because he never picks places that she wants to go so he can go by himself. Right. And, uh, oh, he was talking about going to the consulate, the, the uh, Russian consulate. I, I, I and can't wait to go to the Finland Museum of Newspapers. Yep, that, that was one of his places. Yep. The history of the news, Finnish newspaper. Mm-hmm. That was the museum. Had to get it, like an international driver's license. Got that. Yeah. Spent two weeks telling us about his vacation to Finland. Then we get this phone call. Hey, you guys. This is Bean calling. You remember me. Long-time co-host of the Kevin Bean Show, first-time caller. Uh, two things for you this morning from Vacation Land. Number one, Psycho Mike wears white pants. And number two, and I've been saving this up all week to give you something to enjoy as you head into the weekend. So remember Finland? Remember my lifelong dream of going to Finland and how I scrimped and saved and planned and prepared for that beautiful trip to that wonderful Scandinavian nation? Well, last Friday night, I took my fat ass and my big luggage to the airport in a cab, walked up to the Scandinavian airline counter and said, I'm on your 630 for Helsinki. And the young man behind the counter said, not with an expired passport, you're not. I guess I had to tell you sooner or later. Go ahead. I'll wait. You're an Make ass. Make fun. You're Sir. a freaking ass. No, no, keep you are a big douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You deserved it. I deserved it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. So, so that happened. <laughs> it's the best 
news. I mean, it's the saddest best news ever. He spent a whole week telling us how he was loading his iPod, loading his computer, punishing oh, us with yes. every detail of his of his plans, <laughs> making plans for a week in beautiful Finland, and he was going to drive into Russia. Into remember, Russia, yeah, talking about going to St. Petersburg and all this stuff, and he was telling us all about. Yeah, I was going to St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> If he's lucky. <laughs> Here's the thing about Bean. He is so Asperger's. He's so uh, anal retentive and, and sort of micro-focused in on minutia. Yeah. That I'm sure he got every tiny detail right about the trip in terms of what he was going to pack and, right. and where where he was going to eat lunch after the Swedish newspaper museum. And he majors in minors. How many steps it takes to the nearest Finnish 7-Eleven. I'm sure all those details were, were mapped out for him. Yeah. But the big issues... <laughs> Like your passport being up to date. He looks right past. Goes right by him. Too big. Too big. It's important to everyone else. It's a major important step of that trip. <laughs> and he can't be bothered with that. <laughs> Fantastic. So he had, just, so uh, he sat there while his plane boarded. And all and those people him, went to Murmured under his breath. <laughs> they got on the plane. He watched the plane back up. He watched the plane take off. With his little nose pressed against the glass. Then he picked up his suitcase. And slowly walked back. I hope he overpacked too. I hope he had like three steamer trunks full of stuff he was going to bring. Had had strapped to the top of the cab to go back to the ferry. What's he been doing all week, Dad? If this was last Friday, it's a week ago. He he failed to leave the country. Desperately trying to get a passport. What's he doing? I don't know that you can even if you to us on the internet. Even if you could get a passport, can you rebook that kind of trip? I don't know on short notice. Not without a financial penalty, which you know Bean would never go for. Sure, Mister Baxter, it's another hundred dollars to change the. No, no, I don't think I want to go that badly anymore. (laughs) But it's only a hundred dollars you already spent. No, 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 I'll just sit here (laughs) in a folding chair in my lawn. Same thing as Finland (laughs) on top of his suitcase, just going. Sure, wish I was in Finland. (laughs) Yeah. Be a whole lot cooler if I was. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> Wait, so that really happened? That Was that Bean? That's so yeah. sad. God. He ended up going to Michigan because he couldn't go to Canada. He didn't have a passport. So he took more of a road trip. <laughs> All right, play the next one. This one's fun. Look how much sweeter smelling this room is. Yeah. Can you look is. at how much sweeter can, smelling no, it is? You can thank, no, smell. thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Cat's thank here. You don't have to do her voice now. I am Cat. Hey, cat. <laughs> when did I start not Harvey Firestein? <laughs> I don't know. When you started drinking at 12 or whatever, whatever happened to you that caused your voice to do that. We do know uh, what kind of a night Cat had last night because when she walks in after our show, she dims the lights. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little and sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes she puts down a futon. <laughs> Does the show from a prone position. <laughs> it's brutal. So Cat's going to be the announcer. For the MTV Video Music Awards, I am. I seriously, I don't know. Have how you that done happened. an awards show before? No, I've not. I, you know, you audition for these things and you never think you're going to get them. So I just throw wow. it away, and then, <laughs> that's so cool. They called you. Now I'm like, crap. Now, now <laughs> yeah, I need to talk about Britney Spears. So Kat emails me, and I don't think she's making fun of me. I'm pretty sure she she loves my work, but she says you need to give me some tips. <laughs> well, you've done the Grammys what three times? Four, four times. Four yeah. times. Yeah. You've been the voice of the Grammys four times. <laughs> That's huge, Kevin. Nope. Who else am I going to ask for advice? Yeah, MTV VMA is okay, cute, whatever, haha, funny show. <laughs> Grammys. Grammys is a major award for the recording industry. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they choose you because they know you because are the man I'm who a can deliver. They put a Grammy on a mantle. They put an MTV thing in the bathroom, probably. Okay. Right. Hey, the first time you auditioned for the Grammys, did you just think, oh, there's no way? Of course. Way. 
Of course. Kevin did you didn't actually remember audition? auditioning for the Grammys. No, I did it with Bean the first time, and he hated it, so he quit. And then I stood out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You made an impression. So, Kat, I have some tips for you, if you don't mind. I am, you know, I, I just wanted, for, I'm a seasoned vet. So. I know you are. I just really want to know what level of terror I can expect when everything starts rolling. <laughs> That's what I want to know. What level of terror? Is this um, your uh, script you have there in this, front of you? No, no, no. I have the nominees, because um, uh, yesterday I was there were a couple names that threw me. Cause, sure. You know, I'm sure. Clearly not up on my Flo Rida. Sure. And um, I had... <laughs> That's important. See, see, me, I'd say Flo Florida. I, that would be my mistake. I would right. say Florida. That's what I was going to say. And I'd look like an ass at the MTV VMA. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I white girl. I didn't know it was Flo Rida. <laughs> right, so it's Flo Rida. So wow. I, I've been saying that over and over for the past So it, that's my first tip is it's super important that you know how to pronounce the, the names, names right. yeah. of yes. the people that are nominated. With yes. Carrie Underwood and Riscal Flats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said both those names wrong. Uh, Riskel, Riskel Flats. Then just go over them so you know. Ludicrous. It doesn't have a T on it. No. So that you know that. Okay. And then. Corinne Bale Rea. Nope. An unforgettable moment with Cor. An unforgettable moment with Corinne Bale Rea. Wow. An un. <laughs> Cor. Corinne Bale Rea. An unforgettable moment with Cor. An un. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yes. Yes. You should have said, said an unpronounceable moment. <laughs> so that's Kareem very important is to learn how to say their names. <laughs> you can learn from my mistakes. Ralph, have like. you ever done anything? I know you've done a lot of TV. No, I know you've done a lot of TV, but have you ever done a show like that? I am not good at being an announcer guy. Okay. And I am. Uh, I'm better when I'm doing a character or something like that. I've auditioned for tons of like voiceover things where you're just sort of the spokesperson or everything. I never can make bad stuff like that sound least bit natural. Okay. Um, And then if you screw up, it's important not to make excuses. Just. Take your medicine. No, I want to do it again. That's um, vodka and Red Bull for four days in a row in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he says it like it's okay. Like, oh, those four oh, days. I have a real severe alcohol problem. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what, what went wrong here. Must be all the booze I drink because I have a big problem with that. Okay, we'll try again. Four days I've been drunk. Yeah. That, that seemed bad. That was a rough trip, man. That was a, I, that was a rough trip. But you're a I pro drank and you all pulled of it the out. alcohol in Florida. That is what's important. It's not how much you drink, it's how well you can perform That's on the other correct. side of it. And work well with others is also important. Ladies and gentlemen, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Robert Rudolph. Randolph. <laughs> yes, sure enough it is. <laughs> Randolph. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Tyler, John Perry, and Robert Randolph. Uh, Joe Perry. <laughs> what did I say, John? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> so then I tried it again. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Tyler, Joe Perry, and Robert Rudolph. Uh, Randolph. This <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound real. I know. That's why I had him put it on a CD for me. I this said, is, the guys will never believe this. You have to put this on the CD. <laughs> this is why they have rehearsals. Kevin, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So, Kat, I don't... You're, you're damaged. Was that live? Was that really... That no, was, that, that was not okay, live. Okay, that was that the was, pre-tapes. Yes. Right? They don't, Are you doing stuff live? Yes. Oh, that's that's what I'm freaking thing. out about. They learned with Kevin there's no way they would yeah. let him do How a show live. How dare you? So they yeah. had him record all his stuff, but you're going to be saying it live, right? 
I, I pre-recorded a couple things, like the be- you know the categories, right. some of the categories, but uh, the, the, a lot of the stuff is live, live. Is really what I'm freaking out. I got to tell you, I was scared he to can't death. Help you with that? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. I know none of you are going to believe this, but the live stuff I did okay. Oh, <laughs> I did. Shut up! I'm telling you, when it came Shut to game time, up. Ralph, I want the ball. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Five seconds on the clock. We're down one. Give it to me. Yeah. Problem is, That's you're asking for a football, and they're playing <laughs> basketball. That's the problem when you want the ball. Cat, you're you're going to be fine. I'm so screwed right now. Aren't I? But no, but this, you're not going to be that bad, right? So you're you couldn't be that bad. No, come on. No. Think, hear that, right? And, and just go. I'm good. Just say say that to yourself when you hear my tape. The only thing my mantra is going to be like, I had four vodkas and yeah, yeah. Say that. And I think goes wrong. Like, oh man, am I an alcoholic? I drink a lot. <laughs> Could have said that right if I wasn't drunk. Uh, right now. If it wasn't for the drugs and the alcohol, you'd be so much more pleased with my performance right now. How long is it going to be before the industry learns to stop coming to this radio station for this kind of work? You would think they'd learn by now. Well, just yeah. know that we're all going to be listening very carefully yes. on Sunday now well, that you a, have a vested yeah. interest in the uh, the voiceover. There is stuff. a drinking game that my friends have created. Oh, is that oh, right? Yeah. What's that? Well, they, first they were going to say every time you screwed up, but I was like, well, how many times can I screw up live on air? You know, so I just every time answer. they hear me, they're going to drink. So. Every time every they time hear you, that's not a drinking game. That's just drinking. <laughs> that's how that's how cat rolls. Those are her people, by the way. So by hour one, every time the show is on the air, after, for every minute the show is on the air, we'll take a drink. <laughs> oh, and there's one more thing. You have to know how stuff works. To vote for Africa Miranda, send the number one. To vote for Brenda Radney. Send the number one. That's important, too. You understand how stuff works. Because you have to clarify it for everybody else. People get a lot of votes that night. Don't think about any of that, Kat. You're going to be fine. Flow rider. Flow rider. And Monday, we would like to have you in, and we would like to play some highlights. critique your performance. It's good stuff. Love it. Man. Because we all heard the Grammy ones. Over and over again, but I thought this was a little fun take on it because of Kat. And then it turns out she did fine. They didn't ever, they didn't bring her in. She didn't make mistakes or anything. Shall we do the podcast roundup? Yeah. Nailed it. You get it when you want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast roundup. Oi, 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 oi. We can confirm that the unpleasant smell being unexperienced at the Union Rooms Plymouth has nothing to do with the toilets. Is that the worst UK accent ever? Captain, I've given you all I've got. There isn't any more. All right, let's start it off with Janky Town. Dave brought up Doe 2 in his podcast and the pronunciation of Doe 2. It's Doe 2. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, Doe, we've been saying your name wrong this whole time how have you never corrected us what's his response uh i forgot minor mistake on my end sorry dude because like when he was on the (laughs) kevin Kevin and bean show he would call himself doto so he was kind of he was man i dude that just is bizarre i don't i don't understand that right he called himself doto on the on the show right many times yeah so I'm wondering if that's actually true, or if we just changed the definite or the pronunciation now. Yeah, you never was, know what Doe would do. Doe. <laughs> Dave kept saying that he kept asking him, "So what? How do you pronounce your name?" And he would just spell it back to him, T O. Like, so you pronounce it two or toe? T O. So. <laughs> All right, which brings us to the Doto podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. 
this is Doe 2. It's about Saturday night, uh, October 23rd, 2021. I had. A, I hope everybody, everybody have, have a good weekend. I'm just relaxing and chill, chill, chilling out and just watching CNN. What's going on about what's, what the hell is going on, on around the world? So, yeah, he's sitting around watching CNN, thinking about world affairs. This is going to be a deep podcast. And, and today I'm going to talk about food, like Asian food. I'm comparing Bosa in Orange County versus versus Alhambra, Monterey Park, Arcadia, and Pasadena in, in, in L.A. I'm, I'm doing comparing contract of the Asian community in regards to food. So yes, Asian food in uh, Los Angeles versus Orange County. I was thinking, did anyone miss him always saying Kevin and Bean every five seconds? <laughs> yeah. It's basically the same content. Uh-oh. That's all it's missing. So what's the conclusion with the Asian food in the neighborhoods? Um, this. So my recommendation is anybody that wants Chinese food, just get your butt to Alhambra or Montreal Park. Anybody that wants that want that, that wants good old wife that, that likes good old American food in Pasadena. Anybody that wants Vietnamese food and just go to Bosa. Thank you. Then I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks next, next week. And I, again, I'll be doing a, a weekly podcast on di- and on different topics in the weeks in the in the weeks to come on a weekly basis. Thank you. Isn't this just like an extended voicemail from a family member that just keeps rambling on and on? <laughs> right. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. You know, I cut out the main parts, but he does tell us how to eat pho. And what I like about pho is it's very healthy, a lot of vegetable and good soup. The way when I go to to Vietnamese restaurant to eat pho, I ask them, "Can you please go easy on on the pasta? Give me give me more meat, more vegetable, and less." I'm pasta because I'm trying to watch my weight and, I, and I'm trying to prevent diabetics. Yeah. So how do you eat pho? Well, I'm glad he's trying to prevent those diabetics. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, like but, I said, surprisingly listenable. I listened to all of his podcasts so far. Well, they're short. They're short. Uh, and he's, he's just getting started. So I'm, I'm hoping for more. And I think he needs someone to bounce his ideas off of. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. So I think the Doe and Lindsay podcast will be coming to us. Oh, soon. my God. <laughs> I was going to mention Christopher. Actually, I go through Westminster on my route. Maybe I could drop by and help him out. Yeah. Can you imagine like a carpool karaoke style uh, (laughs) show? No, I'll drive with you to different buffets for 10 minutes. That's about all. Maybe over Christmas. Dream of dreams, yeah. All right. Moving on to Kevin and Sluggo. Uh, I just wanted to play this call for Eddie. KLOS, hello. I met her through her sister-in-law, I guess you'd say, but... Her deceased husband, I used to date his sister. Now was <laughs> You're asking her. 40, 42 years, yes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I couldn't follow so, that if you ran it by me three more times. <laughs> so you were the father-in-law of the sister who was your brother, and then you guys hooked up when he died. No, I was Oh, I thought I had that. <laughs> I used to go out with... All right. Her old husband. <laughs> you went out with her old husband? Wow, cool. Her dad, her dad. I used to date her deceased husband. You used to date her deceased husband. <laughs> her deceased husband? That's All right, weird. listen, All we're right. going <laughs> to have to move on because. Yeah, 818 <laughs> 955 
All right, so this is the last week of October. I want to play this uh, first scary movie clip. First scary movie you saw yeah. at what age yeah. and what effect did it have on you? Yeah. I tweeted a couple days ago, the first scary movie I ever saw was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's so insane. How did you see that? It isn't great. How I, old were you? I don't remember how old I was. Mm-hmm. I do remember being traumatized by it. Sure. I was relatively young. I went on to say, now I don't love blood. I'm not a fan of Texas and I'm iffy on chainsaws. <laughs> And then people started responding with the the scary movie they first saw. All right, around the Zoom, first scary movies and when. Edwin? Uh, I was a kid. There was a movie called Picture Mommy Dead. And I actually found it on YouTube and rewatched it. Not that scary, but I think I was very young and it kind of creeped me out. So it's a Bird Eye Gordon movie. He's like a schlock producer from the old days. So I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to scary movies. How old were you? Oh, geez, five or six, something like that. I mean, there's no blood. It's not a slasher movie. Now, I just remember there was a scene where they like they stabbed the picture with like scissors. And as a kid, that freaked me out, even though there's like no blood. No one got killed. So I don't know. It stuck with me because I guess I was a kid. All right. Lindsay? Uh, I don't remember the first one, but I think the most memorable one for me was The Ring. But that wasn't a ch- well, not as a child. That was when I was a teenager. I've heard that, that was really recent. legitimately and a legitimate, legitimately good movie, right? Is that the one where she crawled out of the TV? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I just remember when that movie came out, I'd just call people and go seven days. Jen. Um. So I think not a scary movie, but so first Bambi, and then but the the for a real scary movie, it was nine. I was had to be eight or nine. And I grew up camping a lot. So it was this movie called Prophecy, where it was like some EPA scientific uh, experiments going on. And it was this like skinless bear and it was eating people where they were camping and stuff. So I was horrified. But it was also when we had we had cable. So it came on cable and I thought, oh, no, I'm old enough to watch this. And man, I ended up in my parents' bed for about three nights. The first scary movie I saw was probably like Burnt Offerings. And I was probably like three or four. And then probably The Shining. That's the one I remember the most. Mm. And I was scared of the bathroom for a while because of the woman in the tub. <laughs> Moving on. Take a shot. And I mentioned the Tinder thing. Congratulations on that. It looks Thank like you. you're really getting yeah. a lot of... Which one is Killing the good one? It. The swipe right or the swipe left? Which one do you want? Uh, not sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and I'll tell you why I don't know. Because I'm not on Tinder. <laughs> However, um, according to this gentleman that sent me a DM on Instagram, I hearted you on Tinder. Make sure you heart me back. Had no idea you moved to Maine. Hope you're enjoying it. I'm sorry, what? So and, I wrote back. Uh, and the screen cap, the screen cap mm-hmm. that he was you. It was a picture of oh, you, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, he, I said you definitely didn't hurt me on Tinder because I'm not on there. So here's the thing: I've had people use my pictures on social media. I've had them use it on dating apps. Um, but this one, he sent me a, a screen grab, and it's me with holding a puppy with goats in the background. And I thought to myself, well, that's a great pick. Good mm. for them. Um, it says went to Boston College and says lives in Portland. The age. 45. Here's the thing. If you're going to guess at my age, 
Guess as low as possible. 38, yes, right? right? What are you doing? So instantly, I'm just mad now. Yeah, now if, I'm mad, if, and I want to join Tinder to find <laughs> fake me and be like, you sure you're 45? You look great. Oh, because what's, so the, angry. what's the point of stealing someone's identity? If you're trying to get as many hits as possible, you got to really Thank sp- you. spruce that up, right? Muzzaclon. I guess a bunch of people are using her pictures for accounts all over the place and there's a fake tinder profile and i don't know it was just very weird being asked about whether she could just ask tinder to remove the profile but she says it happens so much it's not even worth it that won't come back to her right people will respond only to that fake tinder profile so she's not going to be bothered yeah that you know people people think it's her well that's a downside sure so anyhow at the end ali decided to join tinder i don't know I don't like it. Well, hold on. I'm just, I'm joining Tinder. Name, <laughs> Bean, location. Oh, no, 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 no. If- All right, I'm on. Yeah, she joined as Bean. All right, moving on to the uh, Kevin episode. We see that Kevin is very different from what we remember. Eight minutes early. Eight minutes early. Like I do? No, not like you do. Does this sound okay, Allie? I, hold on. I'm, I'm having a bit of a like a moment here. I don't know that I need to be yelled at because I am now an on-time person. When when did that start? It didn't actually. Okay. Just, yeah. You're just waking up. Just yep. Cool. Cool. I got cool. out of bed at eleven oh seven. So Kevin's early, and then also I am reading a fictional book called Out of Out of Darkness, Out of the Darkness. Oh my. And it might surprise you that it's about a uh, character called Orphan X that is very much like Radiant uh, Jason Bourne. Oh, right. It's a very Jason Bourne story. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Yes. And the author is Greg Hurwitz. And I'm also reading 400 Souls. Have you read that? No, I don't read. No. Um, That's an amazing book. Did Kevin start working for NPR instead of Kale West? My question <laughs> is, why is he reading two books at the same time? Start with one book at a time, Kevin. I liked how Ali tried to throw him off, but he just kept going. And did you read 400 Souls? Okay, but we find out that uh, Kevin hasn't changed much. Kevin, first of yes. all, mm-hmm. thank you for doing this. Bean is Anytime. off uh, gallivanting through Scotland with his bride of, uh, as of this week, 30 years. What? They're celebrating their 30th wedding anniversary this week. By going to join the IRA? That's in Ireland. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Kevin, God damn it! This is already the best podcast I've ever recorded. So yeah, he hasn't changed too much. How many? I, that. I just I they, could not stop laughing when he did that. It was so such a Boston moment. Ali asked about whether he saw James Bond, and then Kevin pointed out something that we have been discussing quite a bit. I assume you saw um, "Liver Never Died." Tonight's the night. What is it? On the first weekend. Tonight's the night. Yeah. Tonight's the night. No, that's not it. That's a what song. (laughs) You said you said tonight's the night. You threw it up. What's the movie called? Live live No time to die. No time to die. Yep. How was it? Wow. We're switching places, Allie. I don't know what's going on. We're Um, switching places. I'm I'm becoming smarter, and you're becoming dumber. This is great. Well, enjoy it. Exactly. Anyhow, that's the podcast roundup. 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. One eight hundred cars for kids. One eight seven 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 cars for kids. <laughs>
he addressed another thing he always brings up him and Bean, where they're like they're kind of overwhelmed by you know the the respect and the love people still have for them yeah. so it's very sweet that they never got conceited about it and became jerks so <laughs> press the button my friend send me back into time edwin no edwin oh right. i'm sorry <laughs> It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Welcome, folks. We're doing the week that was. This is October 25 to 29, 2010. Ralph was doing a story about popular movie costumes in 2010. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Just to give you the flavor of that year, Harry Potter was still big. Mark Zuckerberg was a big costume. Woody from Toy Story 3. Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Iron Man was number one. But this is the one I liked. Number five, Psycho Mike, I think I have your Halloween costume this okay. year. Okay, what is it? Machete. No, oh, Machete. Machete. Oh, Machete. There you go. Machete. Come on. Just put on like a vest and carry a machete around. This is Machete. I would love to be able to rock the leather vest with no shirt. I've yeah. always wanted to do that. Now it's my excuse. Machete. Machete. Just have to this find, is Machete. find Jessica Alba to ride you like a polo pony. And Steven Seagal. He knows the score. He gets the women. And he kills the bad guys. Steven Seagal to say, that's right, S.A. Machete. <laughs> this is Machete. I can't wait for the sequel to that film. Machete kills. Machete. This is Machete. Machete kills again. That's going to be the third one in the trilogy, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Machete. that. Machete. What? What <laughs> was that? <laughs> yeah, that little weird-sounding machete, that was one of my clips. It was so inappropriate, didn't go with any of the other machete clips. It was really a number the number five costume that year? I didn't think that was such a big... Uh, movie yeah number one was iron man that year i guess one of the iron man movies was out we've been talking a little bit about being being on the syrup because he had did that medicated show the coked up show and i just came across this this might have been the start of it all that's a bean hooked on the scissor. I'm not hooked on it so much as scissor. Yeah. Come on, Lisa, you're in the three six months. You know. Somebody uh somehow it came up that somebody mentioned cough syrup, and I think I just uh, piped up like I do. I said I I I enjoy cough syrup. I I drink it as a treat. I I love it so much. It tastes so delicious. I, I just drink it just as a treat. I don't even have to have a cold. I just drink it. And we all say, and I, what? Is this and the I'm, kind that makes you loopy? I, that's um, what I think. I think Bean is a closet huffer. That's yeah. what the problem is. No, it's like, I've gotten hooked on NyQuil before. Cleaning solvents up the nose and then mm-hmm. just guzzling cough syrup <laughs> to get a load on. Oh, I don't I, drink. I don't do drugs. Yeah. Glug, 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 glug. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not uh, hooked on NyQuil, but it's my favorite. I mean, I like it. I definitely prefer it over the DayQuil. There's it no question totally it's got a little kick. It totally loops you. Not to mention, it tastes like ass. Yeah, so... I think this might have been the first time being mentioned that he just liked the taste, which Ralph is right. It's awful. They put the flavor in to try to get you to choke it down. You guys all agree with that, right? You guys, no one can stand cough syrup. No, no it's delicious. I love it in Flaming Moe's. That's the only place it's good in, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's a Flaming what? For Flaming Moe. A Simpsons reference. Okay. I put, I put that in there for Edwin. 
Nice. Yeah, good one. As a matter of fact, oh, I I forgot to get that clip because there's one part where he gets a delivery of cough syrup. He says, "Oh, I got hooked on that serv- on that stuff in uh, the service." Very much like Bean. Okay, well, let's pick it up. Yeah, that's, that, what that's I why the, the the problem with this whole conversation is no one's buying that you're drinking cough syrup because it's so delicious you can't oh. resist. Okay, this is what caught my attention when you and Kevin agreed on that because I have never had a discussion with anybody about cough syrup. But I just assumed, you know, you th- you think you're like everybody else. I just assumed that everybody loves the taste of oh, cough syrup because cough syrup is delicious. Time out. You should, first of all, never assume you're like everybody else. That's your, <laughs> the first flaw in your logic. And second of all, cough syrup is not delicious. They it flavor is. the crap out of it just so you can get it down. That's the best case scenario. Just to tolerate it, yeah. Right. They put a flavor in it just so that you can get a spoonful down because it really does not taste good. Compared to all the other things you can drink for their taste, cough syrup is at the absolute bottom of the list. Well, look, I love the the, the flavor of cherry, for instance, and the cherry NyQuil is my favorite. And it also you know, has a great consistency, and it's, it seems like it's packed with sugar. I don't know if it is or not, but it seems like it is. It tastes like it is. It's that sweet. And I just think it's delicious. Now, I don't uh, you know sit down with a bottle of it and you know pour, pour it out and drink it or anything no, like but, that. But, Wait, 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 but I'll wait, take wait, a wait. I'll take a swig on uh, fairly regularly. I'll stop by the old medicine cabinet and take a swig. But the other thing I like about it is that you drink it and it uh, it doesn't just it's not like most drinks where you swallow it and then it's gone. It kind of lingers. It kind of coats your throat, and your tongue, and your mouth and I'll everything. Coat and, your and, throat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that way, and that way, you kind of have it. It kind of lasts for a while, which is kind of neat. That's why you don't need to drink a whole bunch of it. You just drink a little bit here and there, and you still get it. You know, it still sticks with you. Okay, so that's how Bean starts out, saying he loves a taste. He just takes a swig here and there. Very bizarre stuff. Now, one of the great things about the K-Rock audience is you put out the weirdest call-in topic and they'll come through. I mean, remember they did uh, You Picked Your Own Death? Calls for days. So they took calls from people asking, do you like cough syrup? Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. I drink cough syrup as much as I can, honestly. The Hall stuff, the cherries. <laughs> cherry is the best. I agree. Uh-huh. Cherry's the best. Uh, yeah. Cherry's the best with the Hall's cough drop too, man. I, I will double up. It's sure. a, it's an explosion in your mouth. Am I right? Oh, it is. And, 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 and refreshing is it is the right word. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And you get and, no buzz from the Nyquil. Not really. I mean, well, if you drink like two bottles, two or three bottles of it, but you but but you can't even buy two or three bottles of it. They won't let you. Because <laughs> it's medicine. Because <laughs> it's, it's too good. So why do you drink yeah. it all the time, Ryan? It's not all the time. Um, daily, yes. You know, I have like, you know. Sometimes you're a junkie, Ryan. That's the difference. You are, and he knows you can't buy three <laughs> bottles at a time because he's tried. Because I tried, man. I need it. <laughs> It can't be unhealthy if it's medicine. That's exactly. true. Yes, that's, that's what I'm true. That's about. what people say about Vicodin. <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much for the call, and I win. <sighs> it can't be unhealthy if it's medicine. Words to live by or the ravings of lunatic high on NyQuil. <laughs> I also love how the guy said, oh, I don't drink it all the time, just every day. <laughs> right? <laughs> Spectacular. Uh, and, um, and they don't sell more than one because it is kind of a controlled substance, so... Is that true, though? You can only buy one thing of cough syrup? I thought it was the pill. There's a pill, but... You can only buy one thing of NyQuil. That's not true. No? No. But they do, like, kind of keep an eye on your age when you do buy it. Mm. And if you ever watch Breaking Bad, like, that's one of the things. If you buy in large quantities, it's because you're cooking drugs. Well, Mm -hmm. that's what? Sudafed? 
Yes, Sudafed. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bought Sudafed the other day, and the guy's like ID me, and he's giving me the stink eye. Yeah. I'm like, I just have a stuffed up nose, dude. Yeah, so right? I guess if you buy a lot of that. That's what they use to make drugs. Well, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't wear your hazmat suit when you go buy your Sudafed. <laughs> Um, okay, October 25th was Craig Robinson from The Office. I don't know about you guys. He's one of my all-time favorites. Yes. There's guys, no matter what they're on, no matter what they say, I just start laughing. Actor Craig, Craig Robinson Wilson? from The Office. Hey, everybody! How about Craig Wilson? Craig Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Craig or Wilson? Which one is wrong? That's what I'm thinking. Which name? Something isn't right here. Yeah. <laughs> he is 39 years old today. He actually came into studio that week because he was doing a concert. Very funny guy. Do you guys watch um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Oh, he's so funny in that. He is. That, that's one of the best parts. Did you guys watch Hot Tub Time Machine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lindsay? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a, it's a funny one. And I think it's a pretty good depiction of what life was like back in the 80s. So you might enjoy it. Uh, Antoine Dodson came up again. Now, we remember we, we love his stuff, and he was just discovered because someone broke into his house or something. And what I heard is that after they did the auto-turn version of him, he was able to buy a house just from that. So I've gone up and down the street of my house. I talked to any news crews I could get. I'm trying to get a house. Out of my, my wit of wisdom, it doesn't happen. But anyway, now he got a commercial off of that that they played on the internet roundup. Are you still hiding your kids, hiding your wives, and hiding your husbands? Well, help is on the way. Antoine Dyson here for the Revolutionary Sex Offender Tracker app. So he was the spokesperson <laughs> for an app to find sex offenders. Hey, the Neon Trees came into studio. We've talked about this before, how just out of nowhere, a big band will come in. This was like on a Wednesday. They came into studio and... I'm just going to play this with no introduction, as Jen might say. Uh, I know this is a dumb question, but have you guys ever crossed paths uh, with a band, another band that I like, the Neon Indians? Have you guys ever met them? Never met them, but um, I, I've definitely listened to them. I think they're they're great. They're good, too. right? Yeah, there's. I think it's funny that all of a sudden there's some Neon bands, but I think I think all the Neon bands were like kind of from everywhere else and kind of doing their own thing for a while, and all of a sudden just it's funny that this year uh, a couple of us have made. Now, what about the tree bands? You can't forget about them. There are some tree Mark bands, Lanigan right? sitting there with the screaming tree saying, come on, don't forget about me. Yeah, exactly. How, how about uh, the Kings of Neon? Have you run into them? I love the Kings of Neon. Kings of Neon, they're good, too. All right. So Bean letting his Asperger's kind of take him away there. He's matching up categories. And they actually played a couple of songs that day. Now, what I've been going back, when these things come up, I was always just a fan of Kevin and Bean. I didn't care so much for the music. But every time I hear one of these old bands now, I'm like, damn, that was great. So let's listen to Neon Trees. They played live. They played Animal. Tonight. Oh, oh, oh. 
that was just live in studio. I just thought they sounded great. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. They came in live. They went to the next studio and played. Didn't they sound fantastic? That sounds like, you know, yeah. their actual record. I thought that was the, the actual song. This is one of my favorite running gags. I think this is when it first started. Running gags, not wanting gags. Ralph would pitch Hollywood Babylon and Bean would kind of diss him. You know, it's Halloween. I want to invite uh, the folks this weekend. If you got nothing to do on Saturday night, at least for the early part of it, come on down and see me and Kevin Smith do our podcast live at the Smod Castle Theater on Santa Monica Boulevard. You can go to Smod castle.com to buy tickets it's i be... would rather put a campfire out with my face how dare you sir oh. except i think the first time that they even started this mod castle bean was giving him some attitude i think he kind of took a break because i've been keeping my ears open for that joke that was one of bean's favorite because he had so many negative clips and no's but i think that might have been the first one after the introduction they would like say it's friday instead of saturday and they play the friday song yeah that's right <laughs> Since Halloween was coming up, a big discussion on candy corn that week. These are the five worst Halloween candies, according to the Houston Press, okay? These are all things I'd rather eat than candy corn. Uh, spooky nerds, body parts, zit poppers, box of boogers, <laughs> and scabaroni. I've never heard of any of those. <laughs> those are all things I'd rather eat than candy corn. Yeah. Eat scabaroni I would eat first before I eat candy corn. I guess that's a whole category of candy. Christopher, you could probably speak to this, where it's just like gross to appeal to kids. Are your kids into that? No. My Good. my kids are very not into gross things. Yeah, just <laughs> some of the names kind of grossed me out listening to them. So what's your favorite Halloween candy? Edwin? Milky Ways. Milky Ways? Christopher? See, I go either Twix or Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, Peanut Butter Cups. Good call. Lindsay A. In this century, I don't really eat a lot of sweets anymore, but I like gummy bears. I like the sour gummy worms. Those are good, too. What about you, Jen? Um, I'm like Lindsay. I don't really eat sweets very often, but um, Brandon likes the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups for sure. I have to order some more. When I was younger, I used to, you know, you remember it was like Sweet Factory in the mall. It was just like a complete Mm -hmm. candy store. Or they used to have those, uh, like at Ralph's, they would have those candy buckets. Maybe they still Mm -hmm. have them. But I would go into them as a teenager and like, just like, demolish a bottle a bu- like a bucket of them and i would come to the cash register with all this candy and people would say to me like wow this is a lot of candy you're getting and i like i was like all right fine after like the, the fifth or sixth time i was like yeah i have a lot of kids and they'd just be like <laughs> uh excuse me be like yeah my kids really have a sweet tooth and they just kind of look at me and then shut up that's my that's a proud moment Awesome. Classic Lindsay. That place is expensive. We go to It's Sugar and we don't leave there without spending at least forty dollars. Really? And candy? candy? Yes. Wow. You gotta put like strict limits on them. Otherwise you'll just wind up because they weigh it. And anytime it's a weigh thing, you don't notice how much everything is. Yeah. Total yeah, scam. There's a, there's a theater where instead of selling you boxed candy, they have the loose candy. So, you know, you shovel it in and you think, oh, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you're right, Christopher, before you know it, you spent like 20 bucks at least. So, yeah, when they weigh the candy, watch out is what we say. (laughs) Now, when this came up, I kind of had to take a double take because when Kevin was on vacation this week in 2010. And so you would think Bean would play a lot of Halloween spooks, but he really didn't. And people started to miss it, which blew my mind. 
True. I figure if Bean refuses to play the Halloween song at Halloween time, I'll just have to pick up the slack. I honestly, I, uh, I honestly like you singing it better. Thank you. I appreciate That's that. That's how crappy I, that song is. I had it up and ready to go, and then uh, Craig Robinson arrived. That was, uh, was going to be my big moment. But then uh-huh. Mr. Robinson arrived, so we had something better to do. So you can only play it once a show, and it's yeah, what the in hell? a special time We've slot. we got lots of time. Does it have a reserve time? <laughs> Would you outside my window? Would you... Beyond the tree. That's my new favorite version. Yeah, people complaining that they're not getting enough Halloween spooks. That sure never happened in later years, did they? But I think, like I said, Kevin was gone. It seems like Mike tried to take up the torch to hate Halloween spooks. So there was an Afro call that was very funny. I wish I had thought of this. Oh, Charlton Heston, Charlton Heston, Charlton Heston. Omega Man is going to happen. <laughs> Silent Green is really made of people. It's Charlton Heston outside my window. <laughs> Charlton Heston behind the trees. <laughs> I wish that you could see to take your damn dirty paws off of me. And it's Charlton Heston outside my window pane. Sometimes you'd hear an Afro call and I would get so mad. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? That's brilliant. Okay, this was great because Bean played a bunch of different versions of Halloween spooks that Armand made up. But uh, because it annoyed Kevin so much, we then thought it would be really funny to start doing other holidays for Halloween spooks too. (laughs) And that's where our man Omar came in because it wasn't enough to annoy Kevin just once a year. Now we annoy him every time there's a holiday. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Turkey things are going to happen. By the way, Omar is your guy who records all of those. Turkey things are going to happen. Now, this I like. These I like. So uh, every holiday we've got to do it. Let's see what this one is. Groundhog Day! Groundhog Day! Winter predictions are going to Winter prediction things, dude. <laughs> with, with that, predictions with, are gonna happen. With that voice, everything sounds good. <laughs> yeah, though, right. You know? Omar's the worst singer in the world, yet he sings everything for us. Leap year, leap year, leap year. One extra day is gonna happen. Man. I See forgot that? I did that one. <laughs> I, I know. I was going through these last night, and I was thinking, Jesus. I forgot. I forgot how many there were, and some of them we haven't heard, you know, since uh. the first year we did them. I think. Sigla Mayo, Sigla Mayo, oh Sigla Mayo. No rider, greater things are gonna happen. <laughs> Low rider, raider things? Yeah, wow. Sigla Mayo in LA, dude. Oh, Omar's awful. <laughs> All right, now this one wasn't even a holiday. I, uh, I think you're gonna be surprised that this song even exists. Cycle Mike's birthday, Cycle Mike's birthday, Cycle Mike's birthday. Arrogant things are gonna happen. <laughs> Arrogant things. <laughs> now, every once in a while, there's a, something that comes along that we love so much that we insist that a song get made. Megan Fox, Megan Fox, yeah. oh Megan Fox, big bulgy things are gonna happen. Right? See? So we got big bulgy things. All right, I don't even, I don't even remember this one. Flipping through our spooks library here today. Beijing Olympic Games, Beijing Olympic Games, Beijing! Track and field, gymnastics, swimming, things are gonna happen! 
There should be more. Is that trying, Omar? Is that trying? <laughs> he did get a little sloppy towards the end of his career. I, I mean this. Is, I don't mean this as a hyperbole. I've never seen Omar laugh harder than he is right now. He's on the floor. And by the way, and then once Omar kind of got everybody used to the fact that there have to be a spook song for everything, then the listers started chiming in. And then you think the quality was bad in Omar's studio. Wait to hear what the listers are coming up with on the Afro line. That was yeah. our favorite song for a while. Uh, even up to, as a matter of fact, we uh, we just got this one in the last week, I believe. Oh, a lot of Halloween spooks going on that day. Now, this was the last day of the month for Kevin and being a Melfon. So a couple of quick Melfon clips to close us out here. Here on Friday, the 29th of Rocktober. One, two, three. <laughs> Go Chip! Solo Go Chip! Go Chip! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well done. Well done, everybody. We thought it was about time you got your own a uh, little bit of a spotlight there, Chip. So, <laughs> so they pulled uh, pulled the rug out from under Chip, just let her uh, twist in the wind there. But I thought it sounded great. <laughs> So we we're hearing Chip more become more and more a part of the show on mic and twenty. Yeah, when did she start there? Do we know? Uh, she's not on in two thousand eight. I wait. Didn't Miss Cleo say like she was one of her interns that she trained for the job? So I think uh, it was after Miss Cleo quit. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Edwin like two weeks ago played her first on air thing. Mm. Yeah, so I think she had been on the show in the background before and she started appearing on air about two weeks ago in 2010. Okay. So this was the last Milfon of the year before they did their annual breakup. All I'm saying kids is this has to be good because the band is about to go in mothballs for another 11 months. Today is Friday, the final Friday of the 29th of Rocktober. Well done, you guys. Well done. That was the last appearance of Melfon in 2010. Oh, one last thing. I almost that, sounded, that sounded like Edwin's desk falling apart. It did. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> one last thing I almost forgot. Dan Castellaneta's birthday was on the 29th. Now, he used to come in studio with Kevin Bean all the time and record Homer Simpson drops. Uh, you're listening to Kevin and Bean, the world famous Kevin and Bean. 106.7 KQ. K-R-O-Q. What's that spell? <laughs> so shout out to Homer, a.k.a. Dan Castellaneta. So anyway, that's the week that was October 25 to 30 or 29, 2010. Back to you, Steve. 
Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash.